2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add on subscriptions. See Amazon.com/slash Amazon Prime for details.
0: <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream ATT.
3: You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Let me play the audio here. Uh, this is Aaron Rodgers last night on the mothership. It was Kenny Mayne's final show. Kenny and Aaron Rodgers are buddies. And uh, here is a, a portion of that interview.
5: Uh, are you yeah, demanding with my, a trade? With, yeah, with my situation, look. It's it's never been about uh, you know it never been about the draft pick uh, picking Jordan I love Jordan he's a great kid um, you know he, he a lot of fun to, to work together uh, I love the coaching staff love my teammates you know love the fan base in Green Bay it's incredible incredible sixteen years it's just kind of about a, a, a philosophy uh, you know and and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about it's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way.
4: All right. Rogers didn't answer the question, but Kenny did say, are you demanding a trade? And Aaron wanted to make this about Kenny last night. Then he talked about uh, basically, as I've been saying for how many months now, Green Bay bet on Aaron Rodgers not being great this past season.
5: A lot of this was put in motion last year, and Uh, The wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played uh, the way I played last year. So this is just kind of, I think, uh, the the spill out of all that. But look, man, it is about the people. And that's the most important thing. Green Bay has always been about the people from Curly Lambeau uh, being owner and founder to the 60s with Lombardi and Bart Starr and all those incredible names to the 90s teams with Coach Holmgren and Farvey and the minister of defense to the run that we've been on. It's about, it's about the people.
4: Well, why would you leave a situation like that? Teammates, coaching staff, people, legacy. If it's just about one guy, is it about the GM not calling you to say we're drafting your replacement? Would that help things? Would Aaron Rodgers be in this situation if Brian Gutekunst, the GM, gave him a heads up? Is that what this is? Because it feels like that's what it is. And yes, he does have a problem with them drafting a quarterback. Hey, you love Jordan Love. Okay. If I said you can magically make him disappear, what would Aaron Rodgers say? Yes. Now what do you do? And look, Kenny did an interview how Kenny does an interview. I can only tell you how I would have approached it, and it's different. But Kenny was having fun. It's his last show. But I I just want to know, okay, how do you rectify the situation? Aaron, how do you make this better? How do you make it so you want to stay? And Aaron was coming on really to do a solid for Kenny. But by doing a solid for Kenny, give him a nugget. Do you want out? If you don't, how do we salvage this? Because is it just Brian Gutekunst? That's it? So you're going to get rid of teammates, tradition, fans, because of one guy? Yeah, they drafted your replacement. Well, you're a competitor, so continue to be Great then Jordan Love doesn't play. I think Rodgers is staying. Haven't wavered off of that, but I haven't heard anything really to the contrary that says, oh, he's definitely going to be traded. I think he likes to be able to say, I'm going to make you guys twist in the wind a little bit. You guys wasted a draft pick and you bet against me. Well, I understand what the Packers are doing or what they did, Because, go back to what I was told the night, the the draft that the Colts were interested in Jordan Love, the Packers traded up, they didn't want to lose Jordan Love. Rodgers had been average. 25 touchdowns, 26 touchdowns. And they thought if he has another one of those seasons, they're going to make the transition to Jordan Love. But at some point, the Packers have to say, all right, okay. We, we bet against you, Aaron. But what do you do? You're going to keep Jordan Love on the roster? Are you going to keep Ryan Gutekunst? Packers can't acquiesce to Aaron Rodgers like this. You can't say, hey, we're going to fire the GM. We're going to reassign the GM. You can't do that as an organization. But there's this quarterback empowerment that's going on because of Tom Brady. We saw Deshaun Watson wanted involved in the coaching interview process. Russell Wilson wanted to be seated at the table to talk about what improvements need to happen. Players we need to bring in. And now Aaron Rodgers. But this started with Tom Brady. I mean, Brady got kicked to the curb by the Patriots. What an ideal situation. He had... He had no power in New England. Now he goes to Tampa. All he did is bring in Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski. That's not exactly player empowerment. Plus, Tampa didn't have to trade anything. If you trade for Rodgers, you got to give up some stuff. And if you go to another... Why would Rodgers want to go to a team that has to... It's not very good... And now they just gave up draft picks. So you're not going to get better. This is the best place for him to win a championship. I think that Aaron is enjoying this. I think it's where, you know, I, I was, I would have had that MVP with me last night. <laughs> I, not my fiance. I would have had the MVP there with me. I'd wear it around my neck, a chain. I'd be holding it, hugging it, just to remind the Packers. Hey, and this comes down to who? Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst. Murphy's the CEO. There, there's no owner. The fans own it. So who's he mad at? And if you want out, then say you want out. Yeah, national stage. You could do what Julio Jones did. Maybe if Kenny Maine had called up Aaron Rodgers and then not told him he was on the air and just said, hey, you, uh, you, you want to get started? You, uh, you want out of there? Yeah, I'm out of here. By the way, we're on Sports Center. <laughs> uh, then there was that topic yesterday. Shannon Sharp with Julio Jones. Now, first of all, it starts with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. They are discussing Julio Jones Shannon, who has a great relationship with Julio Jones, and this is how it started on Undisputed on Fox Sports 1.
1: Julio wants to go
6: to Dallas. No,
3: Julio wants to stay in Atlanta. No, he but... doesn't.
4: Yes.
6: How who... do you know? They they want to get rid of him by all accounts. They want him out. You, 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 They're we, done. You, you want me to
4: call it? ask
1: him? We'll ask him. Yes, <laughs> call, I do. I'll call, call it, him. I'll call him right now on the air. Put him on. I'll call him. Let's answer. ask him if he wants to play for America's team.
4: <laughs> okay, so there's the setup. I don't know if Julio Jones is in on this. But also, if you heard Shannon Sharp say, Skip, of course, thinks everybody wants to go to Dallas. How can we get the Cowboys in a conversation? And then Shannon says no, he doesn't want out of Atlanta. That's the thing that's lost in all of this. He says he Shannon says no, he doesn't want out. And then here's the conversation.
3: What's going on, bro? <laughs>
4: man much. go meet up with my brother with you? man look you want to go to the Cowboys Julio
3: or you want to stay in Atlanta
5: oh man no nah, I'm out of there man you he's out, of out. he's
3: out of there ideally where would you like to go oh um, right now I'm just yeah, I want to win okay Dallas? we don't go to Dallas if you go to you ain't winning in Dallas Julio yeah you already I, man listen
7: come on man
5: you already know I know
7: Okay.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you remind him we're on television
5: Ask him right why we're the Dallas. You know
7: how, listen,
3: sure. listen. You know how people is, man, with all that going right. on with the, the picture. Yeah. Yeah, and all that, stuff like that. Okay. Man, I ain't never been on there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's good enough. Yeah. Julio, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling me back. We on air, but I appreciate you calling me, doll.
4: Okay. Jenny Taft is saying, like, are you telling him we're on the air? That's mid-interview. Because given the conversation, language by Julio Jones, I don't think Julio knows he's on the air. It's certainly not clear. We asked for some clarity from Fox Sports and haven't heard anything. Yeah, Paulie.
2: Yeah, we asked and a couple other uh, media critics asked Fox Sports to clarify if Julio Jones knew he was on the air before he went on the air and there was no response whatsoever. And the clip, actually, the show Undisputed. Yeah. They don't have the clip posted on their clips of the day on uh, their Twitter feed. The recap. They have 30 other clips, but not the Julio Jones one. Yeah. Which is interesting.
4: I don't think that he realized that he was on the air. But it's certainly in question here. But I think most media outlets don't care if Julio knew he was on the air. It's the story of he wants out that you can run with. Because now you can speculate on how many teams... Well, New England having internal discussions. You know what internal discussions are? That's where you sit around, and you probably go. Let us say you're you're part of the coaching staff. You're sitting around in New England. You go. Uh, oh, and yeah, Do you guys hear about Julio Jones? Yeah. Does he want out? Yeah. So I'm here, and he wants out. Really? Like, what's Atlanta want for Julio? Remember that catch he had against us in the Super Bowl? Man, that almost set up the uh, game-winning field goal. Yeah. Yeah. What are they asking for? I don't know. Shefty said, you know, they want a first round pick. Internal discussion. That's that's an internal discussion. Like if you didn't talk about Julio Jones, I would wonder about you. Like, what else do you do? You're the Patriots. You haven't had an A receiver since Randy Moss. Of course you'd be talking about it. But does that mean Belichick's going, oh, uh, we're gonna somehow find a way to get Julio Jones. Let's come up with a trade off here. No. I'm going to guess an uh, internal discussion is hey, what else are you hearing? Oh, yeah. Did you watch uh, Aaron Rodgers, Kenny Maine? Yeah. They, did he say anything? No, nah, not really. Like, that's new, they're having internal discussions about Aaron Rodgers. That's how this works. But look, you're supposed to give somebody a heads up just so they know and then you don't catch them off guard. That's all. Now, was it good TV? Yes, it was good TV. But if Julio knew it, we even called his uh, representative just to find out, did he know it? And we didn't even get a response back. And plus, I think this was a good day for the Falcons because the Falcons can now do what the Lions did with Matthew Stafford. We're open for business. Come on in. He doesn't want to be here. We're not the bad guys. He wants out of here. All offers, come on in, because on June 1st, we're trading Julio Jones. Have your internal discussions. Be sure to
3: catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
1: Searching for a
4: job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals, it's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today, and good luck. Let's bring in Albert Breer, Senior NFL Reporter Lead Content Strategist for the Monday Morning Quarterback. I do want to let you know, Albert, that you are live on the show right now.
7: Thanks for the heads up. Okay. I appreciate just it. Just want
4: to let you <laughs> So know. everything's
7: nice and legal here.
4: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I think most members of the media don't really care about sort of these details behind the scenes. Did Julio Jones know he was on the air or not? Fans don't care. They just want to know, well, where's he going to go here? So let me at least touch on what happened here with Julio Jones and Shannon Sharp. Do you think Julio knew he was on the air live?
7: I don't think he knew. Um, you know, just digging around a little bit yesterday, I, I really got the sense based on the way some things went down that, that he didn't know. And honestly, I mean, without having inside knowledge of exactly the way that that went down between Shannon and Julio, like we have 10 years of track record on Julio, Dan. I mean, like, does that seem a little out of character? Like he is such a private guy. And like the fact that they were able to keep this quiet for two and a half months, uh, like, I like why would you just blurt that out like it just I like the whole thing smelled funny when it happened and the more I dig around the more it's sort of it just seems to have confirmed the fact that 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 he didn't fully know that he was what he was saying was going out to a national television audience and I think if you listen to the conversation it sounds like casual conversation between a couple guys on the phone.
4: I think we heard about there were whispers around the draft that Julio Jones could be traded. I think the night of the draft, we thought that maybe there's a chance that he could be traded. But now you fast forward this to go, Okay, if you're the Falcons, I view this as a Matthew Stafford moment. Like, hey, we're open for business. He wants out. And if you want to make us an offer, we're not the bad guys moving on from Julio Jones. But I also go back to their draft strategy here. If, mm-hmm. if you're letting Julio go, you're bringing in Kyle Pitts, but you still have Matt Ryan, that's where I wondered, why not just do a total reset? And I know you still have Matt Ryan for a year uh, at least, but you could have drafted the quarterback. So there's a lot to kind of
7: unpack here because I think that they feel like they're close enough where they can compete right now with the core players. They have even absent Julio. Hmm. And if you look like, I mean, Dion Jones, really good middle linebacker, Jake Matthews, really good left tackle, Calvin Ridley, potentially a number one receiver. They've poured a lot of first round picks into that offensive line. Um, Yeah. I I think you can see where the new guys in charge there, the GM, Terry Fontenot and the coach, Arthur Smith feel like we can win right now and we can do maybe what Andy Reid did in Kansas City, where we can build around a veteran quarterback for the first few years, be competitive year in and year out, and then eventually pick our spot when there's a quarterback out there that we really like in the draft and get aggressive and go and get them. But I do think job number one for them going into this offseason was cleaning up the salary cap. And that's how this whole thing began. They really have five players that have got gigantic contracts on their roster. Um, And that's, you know, Ryan, Julio, Dion Jones, Jake Matthews and Grady Jarrett. And they've already restructured three of those guys. So, you know, Ryan, Dion Jones and Jake Matthews are in for 2021. The question then becomes, where do you find space going forward? Do you wanna keep pushing money forward? So what's already gonna be a 2022 problem becomes a 2023 problem. And I just think when you add the fact that Julio quietly lodged that request through his agent um, in early March, You can kind of add things up where you say okay the falcons were looking for cap relief here's a guy who doesn't want out the other guys want in let's build going forward as if we're going to win right now knowing that there's one big big piece of the puzzle that's probably going to come out
4: who should call the falcons today
7: i like i doesn't it make all the sense in the world that this could be the olive branch to aaron Rodgers? (laughs) (laughs) like i mean it's just and their cap is an issue and everything else but I like if the, if like, here's the thing with the Packers and Aaron. Like, I, I think they're in a little bit of a tough spot because, the, like, a lot of this, and I think we talked about this last week, goes back to last year. Like, the, the communication of the Jordan Love pick was poor between the team and Rodgers. That created hard feelings. I think the fact that the, the Packers have largely stood pat as far as veteran acquisitions this offseason rubbed him the wrong way. He wants them to build the way that the Bucks have built around Brady. Well, if you really want Aaron back in, you know, you figure it's tough to prove to him that you're going to build a different way at this juncture in the offseason. And now that opportunity is sitting there for you right now, maybe you mortgage a couple of contracts. You do some things that you haven't done in the past to bring in a star player and give Aaron Rodgers Julio Jones to play opposite Devontae Adams. Like, it's just, to me, like, if, you, if you're if you the Packers and you really, really want Aaron Rodgers back in and you feel like you're in a two- or three-year window to compete for championships, what better olive branch than to, to, to get Aaron Rodgers back in than to go acquire Julio Jones? How about
4: this? You trade Jordan Love for Julio Jones.
7: That's perfect. Right. And then the Falcons and the Falcons have a guy they can develop on their roster. Right. I mean, like now all of a sudden, this was easy. Albert,
4: we solved we solved this.
7: This is we just solved two major problems. (laughs) Julio Jones is a Packer. Aaron Rodgers is back in. The Falcons have their quarterback of the future. We just talked for five minutes and solved everything that we just talked about in 20 seconds. That was
4: easy. That was easy. Uh, What was the big takeaway from Aaron Rodgers interview last night?
7: Uh, that You have to decode everything, which I think, you know, you know, Aaron well enough, Dan, that you have to decode everything that he says. And I think when he says it's about the people, you know, he's pointing back to the communication issues that there have been over the last year and a half. And, you know, I, again, I, and I hate to keep harping on it. I don't think it's as much about the Jordan Love pick itself as it is the way it happened, how it caught him off guard, how he found out about it while they're on the clock. Uh, I just think that could have been handled better. And I think there are people in the Packers organization that would concede that to you. Um, you know, and then I, I think going forward, you know, now his radar's up and it's okay. Well, how are you going to show me that this is about maximizing my window? And the fact that, again, they stood pat from a vet- veteran acquisition standpoint um, over the course of the last three or four months, I'm sure rubs him the wrong way. And so, you know, I, I think it's just, it's two trains on different tracks right now, and it's how you kind of bring those two together to get everybody kind of pointing in the same direction. The Packers have built a certain way for 30 years, and they're principled about it, and it's worked for them. They've been a consistent contender over three decades. Um, and you have a quarterback now that's you know looking at himself and saying, I'm on a two- or a three-year timetable. And I want to go compete for championships right now, right now. And oh, by the way, that team down in Tampa is building much more aggressively than my team is. And that's what I'm going to be up against in the NFC over the next couple of years. And so I I think so much of this boils down to whether or not the Packers are willing to change the way they've done business for the last 30 years, which is a very, very difficult thing for any organization to consider.
4: What would you have asked Aaron last night?
7: I would have asked him more direct questions about the team president and the general manager. I don't think the issue was ever Matt LaFleur. And listen, I understand this is this is Kenny Maine's farewell show, and he can handle it any way he wants. So I'm not being critical of Kenny in any way. Um, but I, I do think the crux of the issue here is, um, you know, like the way that the front office has handled things. And, and really, you know, if you want to, you know, point to the two guys that swing the biggest sticks, Um, In the front office, it's the team president, Mark Murphy, and the general manager, Brian Gutekunst. So I think once you got past him saying, I don't have a problem with the coaching staff, I don't have a problem um, with Jordan, I don't have a problem with X, Y, and Z, I would have said, well, do you have a problem with the front office? I think that the answer to that question would have been really interesting.
4: Yeah, that's what I keep wondering. Okay, so this is the problem. How do we fix the problem? Mm-hmm. And that's what I would want to know. He, you know, he cites Curly Neal and Lombardi and Favre and Bard Star and the people and the teammates. Why would you give that up because of one or two people? Like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. You don't play with them. You may see them. You don't have to talk to them. I didn't like members of management at ESPN, mm. but I love the people I work with. I would hate to go, oh, I'm just going to give all of this up because I don't like this person. And that's what I wonder. This is the best place for yeah. Aaron Rodgers to win.
7: So we're presuming, though, that his end game is to be out of Green Bay. I think he's Maybe, staying. I here, like, like, but here's what I'm saying. Like, like, the presumption when people hear trade requests, right? The presumption is always, well, the guy just wants to be out of there. When I don't think that's always the truth. Like, I think sometimes these things happen as leverage plays. And I like, there's a big part of me, Dan, that thinks. Like he likes the offense he's playing and he loves Devonte Smith. We know his close relationship with his left tackle, David Bakhtiari. In a lot of ways, Green Bay is much better than the teams we've heard um, could be interested in trading for him, right? Much better spot for him. And he can cement his legacy forever there. Yeah. So what well, if Denver's going to have for... to
4: give up first round? Pick... Why would he right. want to go to Denver? So
7: what it... Yeah. And that's the thing. That, that, that's the question I'm asking. So what if the end game here isn't so much I want out? It's, I want you to change the way you're doing business. And if it takes me threatening to leave me threatening, not to show up, I'm going to push every button that I possibly can push to try to get the you to change the way that you do business. So over the next two or three years, I have the best shot to win a championship. And let's, Hey, let's, 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 let's play this hypothetical out. Was it worth it going through, through all of this, if it means Julio Jones in two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. So if it was a leverage play and it, and it, and it, and it gets the Packers to move off their spot and go get Julio Jones. And again, you didn't have to move around a lot of things to make that happen. You know, like they'd have to move, they'd have to, they'd have to like, I, I like do a lot of what Tampa's done quite frankly to, to, to get Julio Jones in. But I mean, you would be adding a top shelf weapon who's on the same timetable as Aaron Rodgers, doesn't have a ton of time left. Right and Julio would be coming into an offense he's familiar with because the head coach in Green Bay, Matt LaFleur, was the quarterback's coach in Atlanta when Julio went to the Super Bowl. So I just think in a lot of different ways, like, you know, if you look at what Aaron Rodgers is trying to do here, I mean, maybe he wants out under the current circumstances, but maybe his ideal is that I want to change my circumstances here. And if it takes me threatening leaving, to change those circumstances, then I'm willing to do that.
4: By the way, my sneaky MVP this year, you want to guess?
7: Justin Herbert. No. Sneakier uh, than that. Joe Burrow?
4: Not that sneaky. <laughs> Matthew Stafford.
7: I like it. Yeah, I like it. Hey, hey, look, what was Jared Goff before Sean McVay got his hands on him? I mean, Jared Goff looked like a train wreck in year one, and Sean McVay turned him around right away. So, I mean, Stafford's a good quarterback to begin with. I think it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That, that... Yeah.
4: By the way, what level of sunburn do you have? One to ten.
7: I think it's the lights, actually. But I don't have a sun. I, I just tan really well. It's a, it's a strength of mine, Dan.
4: Well, the shirt, I think, also kind of adds a little bit more of a
7: that's a fair a assessment hue. yeah I, I think I've got a little too much shine like I, I, this light over here I moved it I'm, mm. I'm, I, I, it got moved by my kids it got just kind of like moved off a little bit yeah. and so it's hitting my head in a certain way where mm. i got like some shine going there so I'm not sunburnt right now but I do tan really well so mm. and you'll be able to see that over the next okay. few months and too. I look It'll forward to that
4: yeah I look forward to seeing your tan your... ask
7: eyes and will tell you how well I tan. I,
4: I want to see your tan lines that's really what I want to see <laughs> Yeah, right that's, now. Yeah, take off that's your shirt your right now. Here, huh? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, you're going to be officially off the air now. Okay. 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 So I, I can want... say
7: whatever I want then. Once you so so in 30 seconds when Todd talks to me, like then right I'm now, good
4: to... right now we're we're just a couple of guys talking. Okay. No, don't say anything. Because <laughs> then you're going to rip like Jason Lock and Fora, or you're going to rip, you know, uh, Shefty. So I don't want you doing it. I'm going
7: to say I want out. I'm going (laughs) to say I want out, (laughs) Just of that
4: room. You want out of that room right now because the lights are too shining. Albert, thank you, as always.
7: All right, great. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate
4: it. Albert Breer. Fox Sports Radio
3: has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job.
2: Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, the Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. He's Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. We figured we'd ask
4: Mike to uh, unwrap some things that we had yesterday and last night. Let me start with Aaron Rodgers last night with Kenny Mayne. Big takeaway was?
6: Well, you know, I think Kenny Mayne did a great job of continuing in a very subtle and understated way to get Aaron Rodgers to say something. I thought he wasn't going to say anything. And then eventually he launches into this monologue about, it's all about the people. It's all about the people, Dan. Didn't you know that professional football is all about the people? It's not about winning games or making money or quickly and immediately throwing overboard one player and bringing in another one whenever it's in the best interest of the team. It's actually about the people. At least that's the way it's always been in Green Bay. It's always about the people. I, I don't know what world Aaron Rodgers is currently living in, but it's never been about the people. They'll say it's about the people. They'll say football is family because it's good for business to say football is family. But he's adopted this unrealistic, idealistic view of life in Green Bay. And look, I don't think he believes it. I think this is just his way of getting the fans on his side in his ongoing battle with management of the team, which all of a sudden has forgotten that it's all about the people.
4: Yeah, I wonder what his goal was last night, Mike.
6: I think plain and simple, Dan, whatever he's got planned for the 2021 season, whether it's holding out, whether it's showing up and being a constant irritant for the front office, whatever it is, he does not want to be reviled the way Brett Favre was. And remember, they wanted Brett Favre out. I firmly believe they went to Brett Favre February of 2008, knowing full well what his answer would be and said to him, we need to know right now what you're going to do. Are you in or are you out? February, he's out. July, he's in. Too late, Brett. Sorry, we've drafted seven quarterbacks. We've got Aaron Rodgers. You're gone. And even then, even then, when Brett Favre did we had to continue his career, the fans hated him because he ended up in Minnesota. I think Rodgers doesn't want to be the subject of that ire, even though it'll be fixed in four or five years and they'll welcome him back. He doesn't want to go through that. So he's trying to get the fans on his side. And against the front office, I really think that's why he said what he said, because we know that that you know, football is a cold, hard, ruthless business. It's not about the people. It's about the people as long as the people can help you. The moment they can't, it's about other people. And that's the way it goes. It's a constant revolving door.
4: Why not just come out and say he could say all of these things, mm-hmm. the fans, the tradition, everything, and then say, but, you know, it's about trust. And, I, you know, the front office doesn't have trust in me and how that went down, and it's best that I move on. They they drafted Jordan Love, and I love him, and I, I hope he gets a chance. He's a good kid. But it feels like, you know what, they bet against me. They didn't think I was going to be good, and I'm the MVP. And that's okay. I hate leaving. and But you know what, they can move on, and I'll move on, and, and I hope to see you down the road.
6: Well, first of all, you can't have a beautiful mystery if you don't contribute to the beautiful mystery by saying vague and ambiguous things. But you touched on something there, Dan. At one point, Rogers said that he threw a wrench in their plans by winning the MVP. I think he believes that they were going to transition from him to Jordan Love after one season. Yes. That Rodgers was on the way down. They saw maybe some signs of slippage in 2019, even though they went 13 and three. And look, you don't trade up to get Jordan Love in round one unless you got a plan for the guy. You know, so, well, what the hell? Well, you know, we got a pretty good team. We don't need to make it any better to get to the next level. Let's just go ahead and waste a couple of draft picks on a first-round prospect at quarterback, and we'll see if he turns into anything. They had a plan, and he believes they delayed their plan, and now he's taking the initiative because they want him on a year-to-year arrangement. They like having the ability after each season to say, do we keep him or do we go with Jordan Love? And I think fundamentally what Rodgers wants or wanted, I don't know what he wants now, But at some point, he wanted a commitment that would tie the team to him for multiple years. Because that's the thing, Dan. He's got the right to be pissed off. He's never wavered in his commitment to the team. He's always said, Packers for life, play till I'm 40 or beyond. He's never done the Brett Favre, will I or won't I? And and, and I think he thought that made him immune to this type of treatment, and uh, he's still dealing with it 14 months later.
4: Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. But then I start to look at trade scenarios. Why go to Denver if Denver has to give up, what, a couple of first-round picks, maybe a player, a starter on defense? So you're going to go there and live happily ever after? This isn't Peyton Manning going to the Broncos.
6: Well, the Broncos have a pretty good team if they would have a pretty good quarterback to go along with it. And yeah, if you start giving up future first round picks, that undermines your ability to get better moving forward. But there is going to be a price to be paid if they trade him. And, you know, I made the argument last week, Dan, that this is the best time for the Packers to trade him. I don't think they ever get more for him than they get coming off of an MVP season. I don't think they want to trade him. I don't think they want him playing for somebody else. I really don't. I think Mark Murphy, the CEO of the team, his safest path is to take the position with Aaron Rodgers, play for us, play for no one. And if you don't want to play for anyone, fine. We'll take the 30 million back that we already paid you, that you owe us, and we'll, we'll buy other players with that. But we'll never have to worry about what you do with another team. We'll never have to worry about after two or three years with Denver, you end up with the Vikings or the Lions or the Bears and then we got to deal with it twice per year. We're never going to look stupid. We're never going to look bad if you just go home and never play again. I, I really think they'd prefer, number one, he stays for another year. Number two, he never plays for anyone. And then number three, worst case scenario, they trade him to another team. What do you think happens? Well, I I go back and forth on this. The next big decision point is the mandatory minicamp. He gave up $500,000 by skipping the offseason program. And I know he's got a crap load of money, but you always take another $500,000 if you can get it for showing up and throwing a football around for a couple of weeks. That's good money to turn your nose up at. Even if you just give it to charity, it's 500 grand that he's not going to see. Will he show up for mandatory minicamp next month? I think there's a chance he won't. And just, just as a way to test the water, see what the reaction is if he doesn't show. And then the question is, is he going to be there for training camp? But, you know, Danny was talking about being down 15 pounds. At some point, you got to get the armor back on your body or you're not going to make it through the season unscathed. There was a year Brett Favre lost like 20 pounds, and he got banged up that year. you got to have some thickness to play quarterback in the NFL or you're going to get thrown around like a rag doll.
4: All right. In the Julio Jones situation, at least we know that he wants out.
6: <laughs> well, I, I, hey, it's a great interview technique to call someone up when you're on the air and they don't know. That's the best way to get to the truth. Now, it may get you in prison, depending upon the laws of the jurisdiction where you are when you do it. But well done. Send the Pulitzer to Shannon Sharp for pulling that off. But, you know, they managed to keep this quiet for months. But, Dan, the Falcons have been trying to trade this guy since really actively the monday before the draft three different reporters all at the same time put a flag in the ground that the falcons are willing to trade julio jones that's the team putting it out there here's the challenge they want a second round pick how much of his salary do they have to pay when they trade him to get that second round pick and what's their priority maximizing draft capital Or clearing the most cap space possible the more cap space you clear the less money you pay out of that 15.3 million that's the less you're going to get in return for them and they got to figure out where their sweet spot is and and i've yet to hear of anybody who's seriously interested in him. I think they're waiting for the Falcons to get more realistic in their expectations. And what,
4: they want a first rounder, you're saying maybe second at best?
6: They want a second rounder. They're saying they want oh, a okay. first rounder because they want a second rounder. And again, you get a second rounder, but you got to pay 7 million of the $15.3 million. That's the thing. How much How much of that cap space do they want to eat to get the second round pick? Remember, and, and I'm not saying it will come to this, but there's a cash value for draft picks. The Texans gave the Browns a second round pick to take Brock Osweiler's 16 million guaranteed off the books four years ago. And we've seen this with with the Panthers when they traded Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos. They got a sixth round pick and they paid seven of $10 million to get it. How much of the 15.3 will the Falcons have to pay? That's really the question that I think the Falcons would just as soon not try to answer. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out... Could the Packers bring in Julio Jones? Hey, Dan, I said this last Friday on PFT Live. If you want to mend fences with Aaron Rodgers, you go to him and you say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to restructure your contract. We're going to create some cap space. We're going to have a structure to your deal that forces us to keep you for the next three years. Jordan Love's irrelevant. Don't worry about him anymore, even though he said he's not worried about him. It's what he represents that he's worried about. Not an issue. You're not going to get thrown overboard. We're tied to you and with the extra cap space. Oh, and by the way, we're going to restructure Devontae Adams. We free up this money. We're going to go get Julio Jones. We're going all in. 13-3 each of the last two years. NFC Championship each of the last two years. Julio Jones puts us over the top. Let's do this. Let's mend fences. Let's rebuild the bridge. That would be an easy thing to do. But there's no indication the Packers are even thinking about doing it, Dan.
4: I don't know if this is in your field of expertise being a lawyer, but what happened on Fox Sports 1, where you record somebody in the state of California, that's against the law.
6: Oh, oh it's two-party state, two-party consent. Some states are one-party, some states are two-party. Oh, Dan, I'm I'm well aware. I'm well aware of that. And, and uh, I don't know if you guys have tried to get the clip from FS1, but apparently they're not giving out the clip, so I suspect there's an appreciation within the building that maybe something happened that shouldn't have happened all you got to do right out of the gates is say we're on the air but if you do that you may you may not get the answer that you want to the question that you ask
4: by the way have you ordered your Tebow jersey
6: i, I have i've ordered five of them okay w- one for uh, every member of the family and and two for me. So you know, if I gain a little weight, it'll still it'll still fit. Or if I want to wear a sweater under it or something, it won't it won't be too tight.
4: See, I think you're being uh, very sarcastic here. No, I, I'm serious. I've ordered serious. a Tebow jersey, Mike.
6: 85 and 15. Although, if you read the fine print when you order the jersey, it won't be shipped until after his number becomes official. See, it's not going to be 85. Once they dump Gardner Minshew, he's going to be in number 15 that's when you get your jersey just in time for them to cut him what happened to gardner Minshew?
5: well
6: i look i i was a big proponent after the 2019 season of keeping everything in place coach gm quarterback let's give this sixth round guy from washington state a chance to become whatever it is that we thought he could be and they won their first game they beat the colts and then the wheels came off after that so i think they're waiting for a trade offer for gardner Minshew. And uh, as soon as that happens, they move on, and Tim Tebow's back in number 15 where he belongs, Dan. What if Aaron Rodgers le- – well, the Packers
4: want a quarterback in return?
6: I, well, it, well, that's not, that's not the, the, the best possible endorsement of Jordan Love, is it? No. If you want a quarterback <laughs> in return? Hey, come um, on
4: in and enjoy Jordan Love <laughs> waiting to take your job. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, thank you, Mike. Great to talk bye, to Dan. you. All right. See you, pal. That's uh, Mike Florio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9
3: a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details.
3: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit,